0: Thank you guys for coming. We are live. I, um, I'm sure you guys saw the video I released earlier today. <clears throat> it was something that I don't usually like to do, it, it, which is talk about my past. Um, I've talked about my mom a couple of times. I, f- I figure I should just address this at the beginning of the podcast. I've talked about my mom a few times, multiple times. And I've talked about how I feel about her shunning me and various friends and family and things like that. Um, Usually I don't talk about that stuff, though. If you notice, I only have probably a total of four videos. This one may be number five out of 170 something, which talk about that, um, which talk about my family and my feelings on it and and things like that. Now, this one with my dad, I felt like it was um, I felt like it was kind of necessary to uh, just for completionists sake, kind of give like a record of my history with my family, because I had done the the videos leaving religion parts one and part two. And this felt like a part three. I didn't talk about my dad at all in parts one or two, and I've pretty well avoided the guy this whole time in my on my like in my YouTube career. I've pretty well avoided him, um, or anything relating to him. I've given a couple of mentions here or there about him, but for the most part, I haven't really, haven't really talked about him. So I felt like it was time. And um, for those of you who didn't see the video, just give a basic real quick recap. Um, He was pretty abusive to me when I was younger, a teenager. Um, He's bipolar. My mom is also bipolar. But every six weeks or so, roughly, uh, my dad would get into these cycles of abuse where he would... Uh, it was just physical and verbal abuse. He would just hit me or something like that, and and uh, yeah, it it got really ugly for a good part of my teen years. And uh, so, anyways, I kind of detail it a, a little bit in the uh, in the main channel video. And at the end, I mention that he is in the hospital right now. Well. We just got some updates to it. Um if you guys are interested in hearing about it, I assume you are. <laughs> he is uh he's still not lucid. He's just completely out of his mind. Um not responding to commands. So, if people somebody a nurse put her hand in his and said, "Can you squeeze my hand?" He's just staring into space, just lying there staring into space now. His limbs are moving around a little bit, like his leg will jerk or his arm will jerk or something like that. So we know he has motor control for the most part. Um, and he's done some other things that indicate that as well. So a nurse put her hand in his and um, and she said, can you squeeze my hand? And nothing, absolutely nothing. So he's completely out of it. Um, they said it looks a little bit like a psychotic break which can happen as a result of a lithium overdose. And he does take lithium. And apparently his lithium levels were a little bit high, but you have to take a lot of lithium um, to get a psychotic break, especially one on this level. Like it's not a couple of pills. It's like a handful or more of lithium to get results like this. So, At the moment, they're kind of treating it as like an accident. And this is basically the only lead that they have. It's not a great lead. They don't know exactly what's going on, but they're kind of just going with it. Um, So they've stabilized his medicine now, and they're just kind of seeing where things go. Um, They're hoping that stabilizing the medicine is going to, uh, to bring him back to reality. So lithium and blood pressure medicine and metformin and, you know, because he, he's diabetic and a bunch of other stuff. So anyways, uh yeah, we're just kind of waiting it out, seeing where it goes. It was the 18th when all this, when he was found, he's found wandering the city um, aimlessly, just a complete mess. Like he hadn't, like he hadn't used a real bathroom. He was just, you know, Walking around pissing himself and stuff, so for days uh, had no idea who he was or what his name was or where he lived. couldn't even talk. he's nonverbal right now, so anyway um <coughs> excuse me i um yeah I, I I'm dealing with it. It's not you know pleasant to hear that anybody is in this kind of situation i don't I wouldn't want to hear about my worst enemy being completely out of their mind like that wandering around a city com- a complete mess that's sad that's heartbreaking because we have empathy we can put ourselves in their shoes and we hope we never have to know what that's like but at the same time I, I don't have a great history with them so we'll just play it by ear one day at a time we will see how things go on another note, my, uh, just kind of a family update here. My So Alpha Force Zero, or Kylie is her, her real name. Kylie's great-grandmother, a.k.a. Crate's grandmother, is uh, in the hospital as well. She's had some, some issues. That happened on Friday, interestingly enough. Like, everybody's going to the hospital right now. She's had some issues, and she had to have a blood transfusion and i told kylie earlier that if she had been jehovah's witness then she would be dead right now so i don't know something to think about um i'm just glad that she's okay because she took me in and took care of me when i was kicked out on the street by my real family by my blood family um she is my real family so I have a lot more invested in her recovery than I do in my dad's or anybody else's. So, uh, but her situation does not really seem as dire as my dad's. So we'll see. um, We'll see where, where things go. We'll see how they play out. She says she may get to go home tomorrow that, you know, she hates going to the hospital and she doesn't think there's ever a need. She'll tough through it and, I mean, she's had like second degree burns before and she says, "Oh, I'll be fine. it'll the blisters'll go away. No big deal. So anyways, it's been a rough week, and I have not been present on Discord as much as I would like to have been as a result of this and more that's been going on. It's really not been easy to deal with all of this, but we'll power through. We'll make it. So, anyway, um, so last week on the podcast, uh, I was reading from the Bible Teach book. Kind of a clunky, um, like, shortened name for it. It's What Does the Bible Really Teach? That's the name of it. What does the Bible really teach? You don't have the answers. Catholics don't have the answers. We have the answers. Jehovah's Witnesses and nobody else we can tell you what the Bible really teaches. So I was reading from that last week, and it was really interesting. Um, It's interesting to see what they present to somebody who presumably knows nothing about their religion, hopefully knows nothing about their religion. Um, And we could see just from the start that they, they assume they know nothing about the Bible in general. Because it had a little box at the beginning of the uh, the Bible teach book, which was explaining how Bible books work. Like, when you see 2 next to Timothy, it means it's the second letter to Timothy. It was just bizarre. Like, I I, I don't know. I guess I can see the point. Like, in some cases, uh, there you'll come across people who know basically nothing about the Bible or literally nothing about the Bible. I don't know. Maybe they're talking to, like, an ex-Muslim or something. So... That was an interesting little book, um, I thought. I mean, it it is an interesting little book. But um, last week I was also talking to Baphomet, babe. She's one of my staff members on the Discord. And we were talking about um, the book of Revelation and Jehovah's Witnesses' interpretation of it and how they come to the conclusion that the UN is evil it's like the great beast from revelation right well that that is actually what inspired me to make the video that I did last week on Sunday I think it was Sunday maybe Thursday about the UN no you know it was Thursday not Sunday but anyways that that is what inspired me to make that video I decided to look it up and see what they had to say well, anyways, last week on the podcast I pulled out the old Revelation book. Now it wasn't on the screen. Um, but you know, I was just kind of flipping through it and after the podcast I set it down. I'm I'm looking at it and reading, and it is genuinely fascinating. Um Oh, you know what? I downloaded the PDF for it, and I'm just now realizing that this PDF does not have any of the artwork. That disappoints me. So much, because that artwork is so crazy. I remember sitting there in the Kingdom Hall, just a little kid, probably, I don't know, four, five, six years old, with a Revelation book in my hand, and I'm just flipping through it, looking at the pictures. I mean, somebody put so much work into this artwork. It 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 seriously astounds me to this day, just how amazing, how, what an amazing job they did on that artwork. And we took a look at it last week um see if we can take another look real quick um okay revelation it's grand climax at hand artwork see if the google machine can give us what we need yeah so they i don't know i feel like the pictures just like on on google images don't do it justice but it's it's truly amazing. Like you've got seven bowls um in the book of Revelation. I don't really remember what those bowls are all about, but um yeah, you I think it's seven. I I could be totally off. It could be four, but anyway. Yeah, and they, you know, they draw pictures of hands pouring the bowls out and people crying and buildings falling and as horrific and messed up as the story is, this is some damn good artwork. Really. I mean, I remember specifically in the Book of Revelation. There were the, it mentions the four horsemen, right? And I remember when I was I was probably 5 or 6 years old, I I was flipping through and I came across the pictures of the four horsemen. Now, there's one on each page and they address uh what they believe the four horsemen to be or whatever, you know, in the Revelation book. But um Let's see if we can find a picture of, of each of the four horsemen. Here we go. So one of them is on a white horse uh, holding an arrow, a bow and arrow. I assume that's supposed to be Jesus. I don't even know. Then there's the red one. with the, That's supposed to be war. And then you've got the, the dark black horse, which is supposed to be f- um, famine and pestilence, I think, disease, something like that. And then the the pale white horse with the skeleton on its back and the Grim Reaper in the background. That's supposed to be death. I don't know. It's just such graphic imagery, man. And, and look at this picture here. What is this? What am I looking at? Somebody please tell me what this is. It's. It looks like... It looks like Nebuchadnezzar because that's how they depict Nebuchadnezzar. Of course, you have no idea what the dude looked like. Um... But it looks like Nebuchadnezzar's head on a horse's body with a scorpion tail and fly wings. I can't imagine a case in which this picture would be applicable. I just, I really need to go back through the Revelation book and give it another read. But anyway, uh, I figured we'd read a couple of chapters from this. So, or a couple of uh, paragraphs. So this is the Revelation book, right? And and this is how it works. Each chapter in the Revelation, its grand climax at handbook, a.k.a. the Revelation climax book, um, each chapter addresses a different chapter of the Bible. So we've got, um, let's just take a quick look at this, see if I can find which. Okay, this is chapter 27. And this is addressing Revelation 12 verses 1 to 17. That's what um, it's it's addressing the vision that was seen in that chapter, in those verses. So the subject says the heavenly woman gives birth. Michael battles with Satan and casts him to earth. And then time of fulfillment from the uh, from the enthronement of Jesus. I'm sorry, from the enthronement of Christ Jesus. In 1914, up to the Great Tribulation, so they're claiming that Revelation 12:1 through 17 is referring to the time we're in now, uh, the time between uh, 1914 and when our uh, when the Great Tribulation hits. Uh, so I figured we'd just take a quick glance through. I was hoping to get to Revelation. Chapter 17, so this is Revelation 14, uh, let's see, chapter 33 should be coming up, And uh, yeah, okay, here, chapter 33 in the Revelation Climax book, it addresses, uh, so here's the subject of Revelation 17, 1 through 18. Babylon the Great rides a scarlet-colored wild beast that finally turns on her and devastates her. And then time of fulfillment from 1919 to the Great Tribulation. Now here is why the, the year 1919 is significant. So um, Charles Taze Russell, the founder, had a whole bunch of, uh, of predictions and all this math that he used to try to predict the end, right? And he made just failed prediction after failed prediction. There were some in the 1800s. There were some in the early 1900s. And finally, he settled on 1914. That was the date. That was the year. Uh, That's when everything was going to crumble. That's when Armageddon was going to start and everybody was going to die and all that other good stuff. Um, so 1914 rolls around, nothing happens. And, uh, well, actually, I'm sorry. Let take a quick step back. 1913 was his original prediction. Nothing happened. So he reworks the math, pushes it forward again to 1914 saying, oh yeah, there was no year zero. That's why. So then the math works out to 1914. 1914 rolls around. He realizes he cannot have another failed prediction because he's just going to hemorrhage people. So he tells them something did happen. Jesus came back invisibly. And he, he, from what I've heard, the guy just walks into the room full of other Jehovah's Witness, well, Bible students is what they were called at the time, full of other Bible students, and says the time of the Gentiles is over. Just one day in 1914, randomly. And uh, so anyways... A couple of years later, so, you know, that's the, they have to preserve that date. If they change that date or change things that, that they use to calculate that date, it's going to get ugly. They're probably going to lose a lot of people as a result, uh, unless they do it really carefully. So, a couple years pass, 1916 rolls around, October 31st, Halloween night, Charles Taze Russell dies. I just think that's a fantastic night to die. Um, (laughs) As morbid as that is. But uh, anyway, so he dies. There's a power struggle because there were, um, you know, I think it started out with a board of people. Uh, Well, it started, started with a president. And then it eventually moved to a board of of people who made rules and ran the, the, the whole thing. Well, they made another prediction for 1919. This one may have actually been Charles Taze Russell's before he died. Um, they made another prediction for 1919, and of course that one failed too. When that one failed, they covered that one up by saying 1919 is the year that Jehovah picked the Watchtower Society as his organization. He He perused the Earth's Uh, Religions and looked for the right one, and Jehovah's Witnesses matched the bill, they fit the bill, so he picked them in 1919. And now they call all the shots. So that's why in the Revelation book here, you'll see it says time of fulfillment is from 1919 to the Great Tribulation. From the day that Jehovah supposedly picked the Watchtower Society as his chosen organization to Tribulation. <clears throat> so yeah this one is called judging the infamous harlot that's what this chapter is called chapter 33 it says jehovah's righteous anger must be poured out to completion seven bowls of it okay it, w- it was seven i th- i wasn't sure if it was seven or four when the sixth angel emptied his bowl at the location of ancient babylon it fittingly symbolized the plaguing of babylon the great as events moved swiftly toward the final war of Armageddon. Likely, it's the same angel that now reveals why and how Jehovah... uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Likely, it's the same angel that now reveals why and how Jehovah executes his righteous judgments. John is struck with wonderment at what he next hears and sees. And one of the seven angels... And This is quoting from Revelation 17, 1 and 2. And one of the seven angels that had the seven bowls came and spoke with me saying, come, I will show you the judgment upon the great harlot who sits on many waters with whom the Kings of the earth committed fornication. Whereas those who inhabit the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. That's weird. I don't remember it saying that just out of curiosity. um, Let's just look that up. I just want to be super extra sure that they aren't inserting something in there from their Bible, because they do that from time to time. One of the seven angels who had seven bowls came to me, uh, came and said to me, Come, I will show you the punishment of the great prostitute who sits by many waters. With her, the kings of the earth committed adultery, and the inhabitants of the earth were intoxicated with the wine of her adulteries. Okay, I guess that is what it says. Um I've just learned better than to trust the Jehovah's Witnesses Bible by default. The great harlot. Why so shocking a designation? Who is she? Some have identified this symbolic harlot with ancient Rome. Some have identified this symbolic harlot with ancient Rome. Okay. Uh, That's interesting. Who are these some people to whom they refer? But Rome was a political power. This harlot commits fornication with the kings of the earth, and this evidently includes the kings of Rome. Besides, after her destruction, the kings of the earth are said to mourn her passing. Therefore, she cannot be a political power. Additionally, since she's mourned also by the world's merchants, she could not picture big business. We read however that by her spiritistic practice all the nations were misled. This makes it clear that the great harlot must be a worldwide religious entity. Okay, uh that's interesting. By her spirit I'm sorry, by her spiritistic practice. I I don't know that I would count out big business. It's mourned by merchants. I mean maybe it was a big business that helped them all out. I don't know. They're just making weird big leaps from this really bizarre friggin chapter of the Bible or this bizarre book of the Bible. Like I swear the dude was on LSD. I swear he must've been, this doesn't make sense in any other context. Anyways. Um, by the way, crate, are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah. Do you have some questions for me? I I meant to take some a few minutes ago, but I kind of got wrapped up in that.
1: Uh, yep. I have some sweet. Sorry. I just, uh, I just caught a spider.
0: I forgive you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> go ahead. Go but, ahead with the questions.
1: All right. Uh, so, well, the first couple from this week are just kind of personal things. Okay. Uh, it's fine. Orthodoxy on uh, YouTube asked, do you think your dad's condition may be the result of a suicide attempt?
0: Um, that's interesting because uh, some of us had suspected that that may be the case. Uh, he he has had a history of of doing some things along those lines. Just leave it at that. Um, but I think it's far more likely, based on his Munchausen syndrome, that he is probably trying to get attention. Um, because um, uh, for those of you who don't know what Munchausen syndrome is, it's basically where you have this overwhelming need to receive pity from people like you need people to see you as um disadvantaged you need people to give you their sympathy um and i i have actually seen that from him it's a long record of it i mean i could go into detail but it's it's really really bad and then there's uh munchausen by proxy which is a little bit less common, I think, but it's where you need somebody to feel bad for you for having to deal with somebody who's sick. And I've actually seen people, well, I, you know, I, I've heard of people making their children sick so that people would feel sympathy for them for having to deal with a sick child. Um, it, it is a mental disorder it is a problem especially with my dad he has munchausen syndrome really really badly so you can never tell if he's faking or if it's real in fact one of the first questions we asked the nurses when he got in there was is there any possibility at all that he's faking this and the nurse's Watched out for signs of that by giving him pain tests and stuff like that, like poking him with needles and things to see if they get a response of any sort. They probably would have done that anyways, but they were watching out for um, for any signs of faking it. So uh, the nurses seem pretty convinced he's not faking it. I mean, he did fake being handicapped for 11 years. I, I, I know that doesn't make any sense to people who haven't seen the video that I put out today, but... Uh, Yeah, he faked it for 11 years. So that's all part of his Munchausen syndrome. Um, To bring it back, what is it?
1: I wanted to to point out there, it wasn't just he faked being handicapped for 11 years. It was he faked being confined completely to a wheelchair. Yeah. He he faked not being able to walk at all.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, on occasion, he would stand up. From the wheelchair and kind of hobble over to say the toilet. Uh, so we knew he could kind of, uh, <clears throat> we knew he could kind of stand up a little bit just for a minute or two, just to kind of muddle his way over to what what he needed to do. He could get from one chair to another chair or from the chair to the bed or whatever, but he completely pretended for 11 years that that was the limit of his abilities and sit there and cry and whine and groan I mean all day it, it, it was just crazy. I mean the dude would go to uh, a lot of trouble to get sympathy from people. so anyways, um, I I don't I don't know that it's a suicide attempt. that's possible. I think it's probably more likely it was a uh, an attention um, technique trying to get attention from people to feed the Munchausen syndrome. Anyway, next question?
1: Um, well, the next thing isn't a question yet, but, uh, okay. a lot of people have said this, uh, Baphomet specifically, uh, said best of luck to your family. And, uh, she hopes that everything turns out for the best. If you need to talk, she's there.
0: Okay. I uh, and that's,
1: that. that's echoed a lot across a lot of people as well. So, I
0: appreciate it guys. To... That is very appreciated. I'll make it through. It's just going to take time. And usually my my method of dealing with this kind of thing is throwing myself into work or something. So anyways, uh go ahead. What was the next one you had? Did you have more?
1: Um yeah. Uh QF Glenn uh mm. from Discord. He wants to know if there are any good times you remember with your dad that you're willing to share.
0: Yeah. Um, when I was, when my brother first moved out, my, my next oldest brother. So when he left, it was just me and my dad. And then my mom was, uh, at work all day and it was summertime. I was probably, I, I want to say I was on the younger end. I don't think I was 11. I may have been 11, maybe 12. But, um, he would lay in the bed in his bedroom because he was, you know, at the very least pretending to be. Uh, incapable of getting out of bed, really. He he spent a lot of time in bed reading books and stuff like that. Anyway, I'd sit in his wheelchair there next to the bed and talk to him, and we had this sticky hands, like... uh, I don't know. It's one of those things you get out of the quarter machines that you throw it at a wall and it sticks to the wall, you pull it back. He and I would sit in that bedroom and just throw the sticky hand into the fan for like hours just to watch it just fling at the wall and then I'd get it down and we'd do it again and talk the whole time that only lasted for that single summer before things took a turn for the worse so and and little did I realize at the time he was being um, verbally and emotionally and mentally abusive to my mom the entire time. So, anyways, it kind of cancels out all the good. Not not entirely. It doesn't entirely cancel out the good. It shows me that there is good in the guy. I just haven't seen it since I was 11. So, anyway. Next question?
1: Um, That's all we have from this week, but I do have a couple from last week. If you want yeah, another... Yeah, right. go ahead
0: and give me a couple.
1: <clears throat> okay. Um, Let's see... We got another one from uh, Baphomet, which is, "What will you do if you run out of religious content?"
0: I will never run out of religious content. You know that thought has actually crossed my mind. Um, I looked up how many cults there are, or classified cults at the very, like how many religions have been classified as cults. Um, just out of curiosity, it's around nine hundred. So I've been doing YouTube for two years or two and a half years, I haven't focused on you, on uh, cults that entire time, but two and a half years has gotten me about a hundred and... I've actually made 185 videos. Now, I only have like 160 something up on YouTube now as a result of, you know, I don't know, BS copyright strikes or... Um, whatever, uh, some have come down, and I put them up on YouTube, hate speech strikes and things like that, I'm sorry, I put them up on uh, Facebook uh, when they come down, but anyways, um, so uh, 185 videos roughly over two and a half years, I could do a new cult twice a week for how long, years, probably five, ten years before I run out of cults. But you have to consider. I'm I'm still like taking uh, side steps here. I'm still kind of addressing Jehovah's Witnesses corruption, Mormonism's corruption, and things like that. In between, it's not a new cult every week. So um, I I really don't think I'll ever run out of religious content. Um, but you know, on on another note, I have seen a lot of uh, like atheist YouTubers, for example, The Amazing Atheist kind of burn out on religious content that was a big problem in 2016 2017 most of the atheist youtubers kind of burned out on the content armored skeptic logic they they just they felt like all the arguments had been addressed and they were kind of done with it but uh, as that may be true, as, the, as they may have addressed most of the Christians' arguments, there are always new Christians coming in with new arguments and there are always new atheists coming in looking at the, the information. There are always going to be Jehovah's Witnesses leaving their religion. There will always be until the day the thing gets crushed completely. But if you think about it, even Heaven's Gate has two or three members left. On this planet. Uh, the rest are off on some other... I don't know. colob maybe? I don't know. Anyway. The rest are off riding a spaceship... With... Uh, behind the hale comet. Anyways. There will always be Jehovah's Witnesses. Always. Even if the, the, the organization gets completely crushed. There will still be some. So I will always have a place... Addressing Jehovah's Witness, Mormon... Um, and and other cult related content. Okay, I'll take one more question. I'll try to make it quick this time.
1: Okay, first uh dot nerd is dying for me to tell you that she sends you hugs. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, I oh. appreciate the hugs.
1: Um, and then uh the last question will be what would you do if uh if someone twists your words and hurts someone because of it? Like treating you like a god?
0: Mm right, that's interesting. Um People actually twist my words a lot, I've noticed. Um and it's usually for for the worse. Like I, I've I I don't want to give any specific examples because I don't even remember any specifically at this moment, but yeah, I've had people taking some situation that's happened um and and completely warping it out of recognition to turn me into this horrible monster. That's happened multiple times. Um, but really, you know, there's nothing I can do about that. Unfortunately, there's, there's just nothing that can be done. People are going to be trolls sometimes or or people will, um, what's the word I'm looking for? People will over-exaggerate who I am or my accomplishments or whatever, and they will uh, blow up a little bit what I've done and treat me in a certain way uh, that is not warranted. I am not a god. I'm just a normal person, just like any of you. I just happened to have some experiences that that hurt me to a high degree, as many of you have, and I just so happened to decide to try to do YouTube. That's the only difference between me and anybody else. Who's listening to this? So, um, anyways, yeah, you guys probably come to see that eventually. When as I talk to you on Discord and stuff, I'm just a normal person. There's really nothing special about me, but uh, yeah. Okay, well, I guess that's uh, that's the last question I'll take for the moment. Uh, there is somebody I've no. Wow the uh, the podcast does not have as many people as it did um last week interesting so there was uh there was a person on here I wanted to speak to and I don't actually see them on the list they were supposed to I actually skipped over them one week and I was going to get them the next week and they weren't there and they're on the list but I don't see them in the podcast so for the moment I will speak with planar walk are you there planar walk can you hear me hello hey can you hear me yeah i can hear you how's it going good yourself oh not too bad i'm making it so tell me what religion were you originally are you still religious or
2: well that's a hard question because i when i was a kid we had these things called bible in schools right right and and when that happened i was like oh yeah god's real and everything but later on uh what happened was i i played the god of war series mm. and that kind of opened my mind to the idea of there not all well, to the idea of more gods and so i was like trying to make this own re- this sort of religion with all the different gods from all the different
0: Okay, uh, so you were trying to kind of incorporate every god into a single kind of religion, is that is that fair to say?
2: Yeah. Okay. But then, then I sort of realized that, you know, they're all
0: bullshit. <laughs> right, so you kind of moved to atheism, is that uh, a good assessment? or? Yeah. Okay, interesting. How long ago was that? Has it been a while, or was it recent?
3: it was
2: a quite a while ago mm.
0: um,
2: yeah I can't remember exactly when but there was sort of this point where I was more against religion because I realized that it could, ah, wind, that it could be kind of damaging to society
0: sure yeah yeah that's interesting because um there's i I imagine since you're atheist and you watch my channel you probably have seen a lot of um like uh, genetically modified skeptic or or uh, Apologia or people like that who talk about anti-theism. Have you heard anything about anti-theism?
2: Oh yes, I have.
0: It's uh, for people who don't know. It's basically they're they're trying to basically take the term back to mean that they think that um, they think that religion is actively harmful is my assessment yeah. of it. And by the way, just a quick side note to you. Um, I was sitting here talking and listening to you, and I was trying to decide if I think your accent is Australian or New Zealand, and I think that it's Australian. Is that right?
2: Well, funny story. I'm actually in Australia right now, but I'm from New Zealand.
0: Ah, damn it! Ah, <laughs> oh, Okay. Well, anyway, it was the way you said against, I think, was that was what made me think it was Australian. But anyway, that's cool. So how do you like it in Australia?
2: Oh, it's pretty nice. I've met a whole lot of new people here. Yeah. Unfortunately I've only got a few more weeks.
0: You're only gonna be there a few more weeks? Yeah. But do you like it there pretty well? Do you not want to go back or
3: Well
2: there the Internet is better in uh, yeah, the internet is better in New Zealand but over here, it's a lot more sunnier. Oh,
0: really? Internet is better in New Zealand. That actually kind of surprises me. I would have thought it would have been in... Um, it would have been better in Australia. Huh.
2: I thought it would have been too, but...
0: Yeah, kind of sucks. Yeah, I found out there a is... while... What? Say again.
2: I was going to say that there is something that I wanted to ask you. Yeah, and... go ahead. So, recently, I found out about this... Uh... This thing i was going through wikipedia uh, looking at alternate uh, commandments mm. and i found this thing called summums
0: like s-u-m-m-o-n-s what can you spell that that thing that you said
2: s-u-m-m-u-m
0: oh okay i'm with you right
2: and i'm just wondering if you had have heard of it before
0: no, I haven't. I actually... I don't know if you're watching the live stream or not, but I pulled it up anyways uh, on Wikipedia. Just, I mean, don't get me wrong. Wikipedia is really, really bad source. Don't even get me started on how bad it is. But I can at least kind of get a general idea of what, what it is from here. But no, I, I have not heard of that before. It, it looks like something to do with philosophy. Is that right? Yeah,
2: it seems to be some... From what I can tell, it seems to be a Christian sort of thing, which... Uh, which doesn't, from what I can tell, it doesn't completely take the Bible literally. But uh, I do like some of the Ten Commandments here because the seventh one is very, uh, very funny to me.
0: Wait, is it? uh, uh, Let me read it out. You tell me if this is the one you're talking about. Number seven, gender is in everything. Everything has its masculine and feminine principles. Gender manifests on all levels. Is that the one?
2: Yes, it is. uh, That is the one that I find very That is
0: pretty interesting. What do you think about it? Like, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Well, I can sort of see where they're coming from, but I just, I just find it really, uh, when you've heard about the whole Apache helicopter gender thing, it just, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I'm with you. Um, I've noticed that, like, I did a video on, um, spirit science a while back, it was like the moon or some shit like that, and, uh, they were saying the moon is feminine and the earth is masculine or some nonsense like that, I don't even remember what it was all about, but people want to take, like, human characteristics and apply them to things to which they can't possibly be applied, you know? It's just yeah
2: I, uh, I was actually talking to someone recently who was uh, saying about how uh, uh, how he can see that the star signs represent him so well. and I was trying to explain that it's because of the vagueness of a lot of these uh, characteristics that they right. apply to certain star signs,
0: right. Yeah, I, I'm so, sure you've probably heard this test before, but if you go into a room with a big old audience, right, and you have uh the the horoscopes for all of the m- months or whatever. I don't even know how horoscopes work, but you have all of the horoscopes there and you ask who here is this? Who who does this describe? And you read the horoscope for say Cancer or whatever then hypothetically one twelfth of that audience should raise their hands. Right. But it's like a ridiculously high number. Like everybody seems to think that the horoscopes apply to them. It's because it's so vague, you know, Hmm. and it's pretty interesting.
2: Yeah. Yeah, That's what I was trying to explain to them.
0: Yeah. I think Neil deGrasse Tyson did that that test once in one of his public talks pretty interesting you ever watch them uh neil degrasse tyson i i do watch
2: i generally watch the tv shows that he's in like cosmos and uh the the inexplicable
0: universe i don't think i've heard of that one i was actually um I, i was trying to get through cosmos but i kind of feel like it's designed for uh, I don't know. There like there are a lot of animations in it and stuff, like cartoony stuff, and it was really hard for oh, me yeah. to get into as a result of that. I think, mm. but I still respect the show greatly. I don't. There's something about the dude's voice that's just like enough to put you to sleep sometimes. Like he's so fascinating, <laughs> he has so much to say, but the dude's voice is just like it lulls you to sleep. You know what I mean?
2: Well that, that's why I suggest uh people just listening to the audiobook of uh uh Astrophysics for people in a yeah. hurry, I think it is. Yeah. And yeah, so you'd learn stuff as well as getting good uh good night's sleep.
0: Yes. I actually have that. I have not read the audio book yet, or listened to it I mean. I have not I have not made it through, but one of these days I really wanna listen to it. It's really interesting but anyway yeah, yeah i appreciate you coming on and talking to me it's been an interesting uh chat and maybe we'll talk again okay
3: yeah
2: thanks
0: yep yeah that's that's pretty interesting unfortunately i'm a little bit low on time i wish i had more um but uh yeah but that's okay actually i see the person here now are you there it's fish can you hear me
3: yeah man hey what's up
0: Oh, not too much. Um, I've seen you around the Discord a few times, and I actually missed you on one of the podcasts recently. I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean to. Um,
3: yeah, no, it's fine. That's t- that was totally my fault. I got my days switched around, and oh. so.
0: Okay, well, I you're here now, and Monday, that's what's important, that's right? Uh, yeah. So you I'm are here. religious, as far as I know. Is that correct?
3: Um, no, I, I. I very recently i mean just a couple months ago i kind of fell away from religion in general oh, and okay. um yeah it, it was it was a lot of issues with uh just recently i've really started to try to i guess be more of myself and like break down my facade that i've been holding up 90 percent of my life sure <laughs> like Yeah, because I was just forced into such a shitty situation as like a really young, like four years old. Sure. And I did not want to deal with that, so (laughs) I just kind of blocked everything out and disconnected, Um, and I'm just now trying to do that, and so I'm really becoming more aware of everything around me.
0: Well, uh, good. I mean, it sounds like you're on the right track. So where did you come from then? What was the religion you were a part of?
3: Um, originally it was, I think, Baptist, I want to say. And, uh, like, that's the main thing is I want people to know that, like, you don't have to be in any of these specific religions like Jehovah's Witnesses or Mormonism, like, to be in a cult-like situation. Because
0: right.
3: you can be in one of these less, you know, or, or more moderate relaxed groups but depending on who the people in those groups are right the whole um environment can change and and for me those people were or that person was my mom
0: okay how so
3: um well it, it was when i was four my parents got divorced and she became obsessed with bringing down my dad Mm. just completely, sending him to prison and ruining his entire life. Mm. And me being a young child with a very malleable mind, she, you know...
0: Influenced you, I guess.
3: Um, She kind of used my overactive imagination against me as leading me to believe the more supernatural side of christianity Mm. so angels demons having physical embodiments and a war going on in front of our eyes and not seeing it and like it's it's just so incredibly insane to me that i would believe that now but i truly did believe it and so once that idea got into my mind um As long as she kept saying or alluding to my dad being a terrible person, the more easy it became or the easier it became for her to convince me that my dad was literally a servant of Satan.
0: Right. So she convinced you that demons and Satan and and other supernatural beings physically existed and that they were controlling your dad. Is that a fair assessment? Yes. So you don't Um, feel like her, uh, for lack of a better term, crucifixion of your dad was fair or?
3: No, it wasn't at all. It it was, she spread this terrible lie that is just unimaginable. She said unimaginable things like him molesting me on a daily basis that Mm. never happened. Mm. Right. I mean, I was a young kid, so when she started early telling me that these things were happening, I didn't know what it meant. Right. So I believed it. And so whenever I was asked if he did, I said, yeah. Mm. I didn't know what I was saying. And it was so incredibly just...
0: Messed up. Like, that's and, such a
3: terrible thing to do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so what was, like, the end result of all that? Like, did he end up going to prison? Is he out now? Or what happened? Um,
3: no, actually he has full custody of me.
0: Oh, okay. thankfully
3: because um there just wasn't any actual evidence mm. that he had done anything to me. And so <laughs> That's good to hear.
0: Really. Um, That's insane, man. Yeah. So how old are you now?
3: I'm uh, 14. I'll be 15 next month.
0: Okay. That's good to hear, man. So, is your dad religious? Did he continue kind of a religious trend, or or did it kind of Uh, drop off the face of the earth there?
3: He kind of, like, for a while, he was less religious, more like, I guess, spiritual. He believed that there was some kind of higher power Mm. or divine being, but he wasn't glued to any religion, and more recently, he's kind of dropped completely off. Um and actually just in the last couple of weeks, so... Wow. I'm, I'm not sure... <laughs> A lot happening yeah, over the past
0: yeah. few months, huh?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's, it's been crazy. That um, is
0: awesome. That's really good to hear, though, man, because so many times... I mean, don't don't let me get on my soapbox here, but I happen to know personally that, at least in my state, that the courts always, always favor the mother over the father no matter what they believe the mother over the father no matter what it's been a problem in my family i've seen it uh with custody battles and things like that it's really really ugly and and sad so i'm glad to hear that things kind of worked out for the better in your situation because it could have been a lot worse you know
3: yeah yeah i mean it's really similar even here where i live the courts are very similar and it kind of came down to I'm not going to lie, a little bit of I guess corruptness. It was more because my dad grew up in an area where it's just this huge group of kids were all like best friends, effectively brothers. Mm. They had no blood religion, but um and a few of them are now higher game government officials. Right. And the Judge and other um law officials related with the case knew that, and so it kind of swayed that mm. it wasn't of course of course he wasn't intentionally you know doing that right it was just <laughs> he, an
0: unintentional bias kind of slipping in right,
3: yeah, yeah, and that may have completely saved me from you
0: know, right. Well, it worked in our favor in this case. I I am glad to hear that that played out. Unfortunate bias got involved at all, but you know the right thing happened, and and there's really no good way to remove all bias. But yeah. But anyways, yeah, that's that's a really interesting story, and I appreciate you coming on and talking to me. I wish I had more time to talk though, but uh, I'll get you again one of these days. Does that sound okay?
3: Um. Uh. Yeah. Can I? Can I just say one? Sure. Sure. Go ahead. Yep. What's really ironic to me is that, like, I have six brothers and sisters, mm. and all of them on my mom's oh, wow. side are now atheist, and the ones on my dad's side are still moderate Christians.
0: That's so crazy. <laughs> you know, sometimes it, it takes, is. um, it takes like a religious, like a religious fundamentalist to push people away from it, you know?
3: Yeah, yeah. Like it was such an overload. My mom would, my mom after church wouldn't let us get out of the car and go into our house until we said something that we learned from the sermon. It was it was so much. Like,
0: I know what you mean.
3: Get a whole lot from this dude yelling at me.
0: Right, I know what you mean. Like my (laughs) mom was very similar in many ways. She would do a lot of similar stuff to that. She was just completely immersed in the whole thing there's no i mean um oh man i almost said her real name it's like jennifer jones died and was replaced by jennifer jones jehovah's witness you know Um, or religious fundamentalist so i totally know what you mean there but uh yeah was there anything else that you wanted to say or ask me or mention or anything
3: Uh, no, not really.
0: All right. Well, appreciate you coming on and we'll, we will get you on again one of these days. Um, I know it's a little bit shorter than usual, but, uh, anyway, yeah. Thanks for coming. Uh,
3: yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, that, that's, that's pretty interesting. Um, I do know what what he means by just complete religious fundamentalist to the core where you you know you can't get out of the car without giving something that you learned from the sermon or whatever. I totally a hundred percent know uh what that's all about. So it, it's disappointing to see that kind of thing. And I just about guarantee that most people uh on this Discord also know exactly what that's all about. And interestingly enough, they're actually memeing me in the Discord um, podcast text channel right now. So you guys are missing it if you're not on Discord. Come check it out. It's it's pretty odd, but, but interesting nonetheless. Uh, Crate, do you have any more questions for me? I'll take like one question. I got about three minutes. It's going to take another person, but I'm short on time.
1: Yeah, give me one sec.
0: Okay. They're making me okay. a crab.
1: Yeah, I told him you were a cancer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that makes um, sense. If anybody, if anybody has any more questions, feel free to go ahead and post. I'm just going through questions from last week right now. Um, so, uh, did the association hold anything against disabled people?
0: Well, uh, that's an interesting question. Um, it depends on what you mean. Do you mean physically disabled or mentally disabled because they actually have or or more accurately not even mentally disabled but um people with mental or emotional conditions like people with bipolar disorder or things like that um with with physically disabled people they do have um a call list basically and it's a a list of people who are physically disabled who can't make it to meetings very often. And they put the list up on the board. I mean, this is how it worked when I was in it, which is friggin' 15 years ago at this point. Anyway, they would put the list up on the board and service groups would go visit those people once a week. So they'd split you up into different cars. Like you'd have, you know... Uh, say three or four, maybe even five people in a single car, or they'd take a van and they would, um, you know that that group would go visit one of the disabled people on the list. So they actually took good care of, or they they put a lot of time and effort into giving attention to people who were disabled. I know because my dad was on the the um, the call list basically for like years. And they'd come over. Some of the witnesses were really, really nice people. I mean, I have nothing against Jehovah's Witnesses as people. Some of them were genuinely, honestly, really good people. And some of them would come over and they would sit with my dad and talk to him for hours, just about anything. And so, yeah, they did take care of... uh, Or they gave a lot of attention to disabled people. Now, uh, physically disabled. Now, as far as mental disorders and things like that, they do have a long history of being anti-medicine, anti-therapy, anti-vaccine, so on and so forth. They're not so much anymore. Um, They have kind of gone in between discouraging that stuff, outright banning it, and then being okay with it at various times. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously both my parents had mental problems. Both of them were bipolar. And I had to deal with a lot of that. Um, they they both took a lot of medicine. They both went to therapy every week, twice a week sometimes, three times a week, depending on how mentally unstable they felt they were. So um, I don't know how it was for different congregations. I don't know how it was for different families or people. But my parents basically completely embraced um, therapy and the medicine that the therapists would prescribe as long as it didn't have any blood fractions in it or didn't wasn't derived from any blood fractions in any way then they would take it but anyway yeah it's 10 o'clock that is uh, 10 o'clock for me anyways i'm in eastern time that's the end of the podcast appreciate you guys coming in and thank you for all the well wishes with everything um It's been a very long week, a very long, hard week for me, but we're making it through one day at a time. But, uh, yeah, thanks for coming, guys.